I love that. I love that last song. Uh, and I don't know, but for me, when it says the church of Christ was born when the spirit lit the flame, I go, boy, when that, I don't know why, but that song, when that, we're part of the church. You know, we're a part of the church. That spirit that lights the flame is the same spirit that moves in us, that saved us, that, that gives us courage when we're scared to make a stand. And, and so, you know, uh, when the church of Christ was born, then the spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, it shall not faint. Man, the gospel isn't going to bow down to anything. N- nothing can break it. Nothing can stop it. That's pretty exciting to me. Is it ex- exciting to you? Man, I hope it is because our faith isn't in some, some, something that, man, I hope it holds up. It's in, in something that is never going to break. Uh, uh, so I just, I was like, man, I hope they leave the, the words of that song up because I, I just want to uh, talk about that for a second. So thanks, Jordan. Great job with that. Stuck with our plan. Um, I was like, where are my notes? This could have been a very short night. Some of you have gone, oh man, it was almost short night. We're on the topic of what? Love and purity. Okay, and we're still here. Week five, sometimes we only do it for three weeks. Sometimes we do it for four weeks. Uh, and sometimes we do it for five weeks. And we're actually on week five. The first week we talked about self Worth, right? Where's your self-worth found? It's not found in the things of this world because this world is going to fail you. It's going to, it's not going to last. Looks are going to fade. Wealth is going to go away. Fame is going to go away. But our, our self-worth is found in God, what he thinks of you. And, and just, if you want to read Psalm 139, just read verses 1 through 20. And it's rich with how you are cre- created by God with a purpose and a plan. So our self-worth is found in God. And when our self-worth is found in God, the way that we're easily swayed by the world and trying to fit in, that those things aren't as strong. They don't attack us. They don't hold on to us so well. This, this, the second week, one of the main things we taught was don't settle, right? Don't settle. We need, uh, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to be looking for, uh, as for who you date when that time comes. And I hope it's, it's, it's when you're older, who, who you date or who you marry, it should be, you should be, you should not be unequally yoked. That means you both have faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not like, well, this person, this guy goes to, to church. This girl goes to church. It's that they're a follower of Jesus Christ. Going to church isn't, isn't the stamp that makes everything okay. Are they pursuing Jesus Christ? That's who we're called to look for. And that's who we're called to be with. The third thing was, was about self control. We're called as believers. We praise God. That song, last song, talked about praising God. You know one of the greatest ways that we praise God, especially as teenagers and young adults, is through self-control. That when you, when you, when the world says, go for it, and you say, God's word says no, God, I'm going to follow you, that's worship. That is such a beautiful way to praise God. Uh, this past week, we, we talked about um, examples to not follow, who was King David, right? And who uh, to follow was jo- Joseph. And the good news, though, in all of that, even though King, King, King David fell in a massive way, he was still redeemed. God's a redeeming God. And in, in, in Psalm 51, we see where, the, where this, this broken man comes to God and is redeemed by him. And the, the news for you and I is this. Man, even if you've messed up, God is big enough. 
And you're like, man, I'll say again, God, Pastor, you don't know how bad I've messed up. I don't need to know how bad you messed up. I know how big and great our God is, and it's much greater than how we fall. So now we're on week five. Are are you ready? That was the catch up. Are you going to hang with me? Yes. Two people. I'll take it. Okay. Anyone know, uh, we're going to talk about like, mottos that companies have. I've got a couple we're going to put on the screen. Let's do that first one uh, nationwide. What's the motto for that? Is on your side, right? Nationwide is on your side. Okay, good. Okay. So don't say it right off the bat when you see the next one. Give everybody a chance to think. And then when I point to you, that's when you say it. Do we get how this game works? That's not really a game. Okay. So next one. What's the motto? Be prepared. Be prepared. Oh, so, so, man. Okay, we'll go with the next one. That one. I, okay, then the next one is? When you care enough to send the very best. Hallmark. Do we not know this? My, this is not working well. Okay, next one. Have it your way, baby. Have it your way. Like, this is not a Burger King faith. Do we understand? It's not have it your way. It's about what the Word of God says. Okay, next one. Airbnb. Do y'all know? Belong anywhere. Hey, just something. I thought, y'all are supposed to be hipsters. What's wrong with you people? Belong anywhere. It's Air, Airbnb. There's a couple more. Verizon. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I, I think you need to go sit in the corner, young man. All right, let's see if there's some more old ones up here. We're looking for old or new. Thank you. Next one. I'm, I'm loving it. Okay, I'm loving it. Okay. What's in your wallet? Right, capital one, what's in, in your wallet? Okay, good. Uh, Come on, people. Eat more chicken. chicken. And you got to spell it wrong and say it like it's spelled wrong somehow. Eat more chicken. More M-O-R. It's save money, live better. Very good. Very good. Miriam, good job. And I think I might have one more. It keeps going and going and going. That's it. The Energizer Bunny? No. Okay, sorry, gosh. All right, so those are, the point is, you knew some of those, right? You might, you might have known one. And there might be one of the stuff I didn't put up there that you, oh yeah, I, I know that one. Um, Snapchat is, this is dumb. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway, you're like, man, you don't talk bad about my, it's okay. Um, a lot of times you learn the logo of the company company. You know sort of what it means. And a lot of times they will take it and they'll take their, their logo, if it's a new one, and uh, they'll spread it around the world. And so here are some that took their logos to different parts of the world and it didn't work out quite as well. It didn't mean the same thing in a different place than it did in the U.S. For instance, KFC is what? That's gross says you can't do that anymore. Okay. But it's finger licking good, right? 
in China, they used the same words for that, and it meant, we will eat your fingers off. <laughs> hey, KFC, we'll eat your fingers off. Not quite what they had planned. Pep- Pepsi, who here is uh, a Coke fan? Coke, Coke fans or Pepsi fans? Oh, weirdos. Man, I don't understand you people. Okay, hands down. Pepsi uh, had a come alive with Pepsi. In China, it, it meant Pepsi will bring your ancestors back from the dead. <laughs> so I'm sure they probably sold a lot. They're like, hey, 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 right? Okay. Coors, no one should know what Coors, Coors is. Coors, Coors is the beer. And their, 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 their motto is turn it loose. But in Spanish, it meant suffer from diarrhea. <laughs> and that's actually true. Cor- beer will make you have diarrhea. Stay away from it for the rest of your life. Okay? It's okay. Um, the Jolly Green Giant, as you can, you can imagine, uh, isn't the Jolly Green thing everywhere. In, in uh, uh, Ar- Arabic, it means intimidating green monster. Okay? Hey! Come eat from our intimidating green monster. Not really what they had planned. There's one that is Par- Parker Pins, okay? So this, this pen company. And their motto is, it won't leak in your pocket and embarrass you. <laughs> but I, I don't know where it, it, was, it, it was used for this, but it changed to, it won't leak in your pocket and make you pregnant. <laughs> Not quite probably what they were trying to do. Coca-Cola wanted to their name in Chinese to sort of sound like Coca-Cola. So they took some words and they put them together, but it meant roughly female horse stuffed with wax. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Okay, so tonight I want to define some terms for you because we have words that we know and words that we use that have become muddled. I don't think, you're like, muddle, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. It, 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 they just don't really mean what, the, what, what they, they used to mean. It's sort of wishy-washy, or we assume it means this, but I think in the Word of God, it means something much clearer, much broader. So the terms we're going to talk about tonight are humility, modesty, and meekness. Humility, modesty, and meekness. So that's sort of where we're going to go. Um, and we're going to be in the book of Philippians chapter 2. And don't, don't be crushed by this. This is our last week of our, our love and pure, pure, purity series. Next week we will have our senior share night. And then we'll have a couple more things after that. We, we don't end the end of May. We go through uh, mo- most of June with the edge. So the edge doesn't stop when you call me or text me and ask me, is the edge over? No, it's not. We're still going through like June 16th. And we'll meet for camp for June 23rd. So there's stuff going on through the whole month of June. So we're in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to read together verses 3 three through 8. I'm going to ask if you'll stand with me as we stand in honor of God's Word. We just do this for our main text each week, just to remind us this is the Word of God. And the most important thing that we do in this room is we read and, 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 and sort of understand what this text means and apply it to our lives. So here we go. Beginning of verse 3, going to verse 8. Do nothing from selfish ambition or c- conceit, but in Humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you 
look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he hum humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. God, I ask that uh, as we um, sort of unpack it and we talk about these, these terms, Lord, that we'll understand what you mean for them, how they apply to our lives. Uh, and Lord, give us the courage uh, to live it out and to stand for you wherever we go. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat, everybody. So we're going to start the first point. We're going to define the, these terms, humility, modesty, and meekness. And then through the rest of it, we're going to really key in on the, the mo 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 modesty word. So Humility, mo modesty, and meekness. Now, I want you to understand this. Meekness and mo mo modesty are offsprings of hu humility. They come out of humility. Humility is the, ba the basis for them, and that may helps us to understand the words better. Um, now, hu hu humility is a word that we can misuse. We can see someone who's sort of sort of quiet, and they, they don't talk real loud, and sort of they're like, oh, hey, excuse me, sorry, sorry. And we go, oh, that person's humble. And no, they're just quiet, right? Right, yeah. we, 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 or, or it's, it's someone that's like, man, I'm just not good at anything. I just stink at this. And you go, oh, you're just being humble. No, you're not being humble. You're, you're manipulating and trying to get pity. We, we, we all do it. Everybody in this room, we, 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 we do that. We go, oh, I'm just not good at that. Waiting for somebody to give us the pat on that, right? Have you ever done that before? Don't raise your hand. I know you have. I have. I'll be the only one. Um, <clears throat> when we see this a lot more on social media where someone posts, man, I'm just awful. I just... I'm not great at this. I look awful. And what do folks post? You're gorgeous. You're fantastic. You're great. You're great. And, and some people go, oh, they're just being so humble. That's not humble. That's having a very low self-worth. And God's created you. Don't forget with a purpose and a plan. So don't confuse humility for that. There's a, a quote. It used to be attributed to C.S. Lewis, but they can't ever really find anything where he wrote this. But Rick Warren wrote it in his book, A Purpose-Driven Life. And this is the quote, and I think we've got it maybe on the, on the screen. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. No, wait, let, let, let's look at that. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Okay, so you're not just like, I'm just awful at everything. It's, I'm going to be more concerned about you than I'm concerned about me. Right? When we do that, we are being humble. We're putting our wants down, and we're, we're, we're lifting others' wants up. That's what humility is about. It's also defined, I think, great in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, if you just want to write where this is at. Uh, he, he writes this. He says, uh, Paul writes this to, to the church of uh, Rome. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more high, hi, highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Okay, so that's what humility. Don't, don't think of yourself being that great, but understand 
if, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a sinner saved by grace that's created with God by God with a purpose and a plan. So you're not great all to yourself. You did not do great things to get here. God is just a great God. And so let's go, thank you, God. Let me live my life to honor you. Let me not worry about me. Let me worry about others and giving you honor. So that's what humility is. Now, um, modesty is defined in one way as this, uh, having or showing a, mo a moderate or humble estimate of one's merit or importance, okay? Having or showing a, 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 a moderate or humble humility, humble estimate of one's merit or importance. So I think mod modesty comes out of humility. Now, the world's twisted that word because that word only means to some the way you dress. The only way that you can live modesty out in your life is the way that you dress. But can I tell you this? And this is not just for girls. This is for guys and girls. And we're going to explain this a lot much more. It's m so much more than the way that you just dress. So m modesty is an offspring of humility. Also, meekness is an offspring of humility. Now, meekness if I were to go, bro, Caden is meek, baby. He is meek. Would you be like, sorry, Caden. Can't believe he, he called you that in front of everybody. And we think meek is this turn of, of weak and timid and it's that, right? It's that person that just, I don't know what that means, but you, you, you understand. Um, but you understand Meekness is, is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness is the same word as meekness and self-control. So it, it's one of these fruits of the Spirit. It's a good thing, strong thing to have. G Jesus says, blessed are the meek in Matthew 5, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay, so meek is a good thing. You're, you're still saying, well, Pastor Dan, what exactly is meek? I'm about to explain that. But let me give one more example Mo, Mo, Moses in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3, is described as this. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. Okay, Moses, great man of God, he says, man, he was very meek, more meek than everybody else. And, and it's said in a way like this is a great thing. And this is what meekness is. It's great power under control. I think a way to describe it, who here has seen the Avengers move, movies, right? A lot of you have. Who've seen the Hulk, right? And we all love Hulk smash, right? Hulk gets out of control, goes berserk. Hulk can smash, right? Is Hulk strong? I mean, he might could take me in a good, on a good, right? He's strong. But I don't know if y'all remember, and I'm sure you do, you were like, man, I missed some of those films. Avengers Endgame were introduced to a new Hulk, Right? It's, it's, it, they, it's described as, as Smart Hulk. And, and Smart Hulk is like kind and gentle and strong still, just as strong as he was, but he's under control. That's what, that's what meekness is. If I can, when you meet someone who has the power to do something, but they choose not to for the sake of those around them, that's showing meekness. You see how that's an offspring of humility? Now, you might say, Pastor Dan, what does this have to do with love and purity? It just has to do with you honoring God with your life. 
And if we start to do that, love and purity are going to fall into place. Now, point number two is this. Modesty is a primary issue for guys and ladies. Some would say, well, it's a primary issue for ladies, but not really for guys. No, it's a primary issue for both guys and ladies. I want you to see, and I think we've got the scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. Paul writes this, and some people have used this. Um, Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectful, respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly Attire. What he's saying is, hey, don't doll yourself up for get all your self-worth from the world. That's, that's sort of what Paul is writing there. But only less than a chapter later in the same book, Paul writes this in chapter 3, verse 2, talking about overseers. You're like, well, what does that have to do with the last? I'll explain it to you. It says this, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Leave that verse up, up there. The word, y'all see the word res, res, respectable that's there? That's the exact same, exact same Greek word that's used in, in chapter 2, verse 9, where it says modesty for women. Exact same word. So some think, well, it's, it's really a, more a lady issue than it is a guy issue. No, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a both and. Why? Because modesty is about you not showing yourself off. And guys, you do it just as bad or worse than the girls a lot of the time. We, we all have the problem. Everybody wants to look good, right? Especially in front of a crowd. And sometimes we'll do it at the expense of others just so that we will look better. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but I have. So we all want to look good. Uh, Back in the summer of 94, some of you probably weren't born yet, like everybody uh, that's on these rows. Some in the back are. I see you over there. In 94, um, I went on a mission trip to Tanzania, East Africa. I was there for a, a, a summer to 10 to 12 weeks. We would go and teach about AIDS and the gospel. We would share it to villages all, all summer. Now, I was six foot three at the time. I weighed 160 pounds. I, had, I eat rice for breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner for a month straight and just got, uh, I think, I made Stephen Moeller look, look thick, okay? I was, I, was, I, was, I was skinny, skinny, skinny. And um, my wife and I, and she wasn't my wife at the time, we were just dating at the time. She was on that, that team as well. We didn't see each other most of the summer, but at the end, we were both sent to lead a youth camp. Now, this is like a, a missionary kid youth camp. So there's like 14 kids, and they live all in the country of Tanzania, and they get together each week at this one beach place. And when I say beach place, don't think of like the Ponta Vedra Inn and Club or the Omni. This is like bamboo spiders by your armpit, weird places. And, um, but it was a beautiful beach. And so we were sent there to teach the, the, the kids for the week. It was our last week there in Africa. We had a great summer. And it, there was a time where we were having a break from the kids. Someone else was doing something. Michelle and I had gone for a walk. And I, uh, we're just chatting, and I'm still wanting to show off. We're just dating at the time. I just want to show off. And I see this rock. This, and it wasn't just like a rock. It was like a rock. And I went, 
It's a boulder. It's like, it's like if you've seen Wiley Coyote, stay away from that word, get, get, get crushed by a, a boulder. It was that big, not really. And so I thought, you know what? I am going to show off my strength, 160 pounds, six foot three strength, to this w- woman right here. So I, I go up to it and I go, like the Hulk, because I'm making sound effects. And I, I get it to here, and I think, I can lift this thing up. And she's staring at me, probably thinking, okay? Idiot much? You know, I don't know what she's thinking. And I, and I pick it up, and I press it, and I'm like, raw! And I think she, she claps, and I'm doing this raw, and the rock is round, and it begins to roll off my fingers backwards. And I'm like, raw! And I'm trying to move, and as I move, it drops off my fingers and nails me in my back. And, 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 and me and the, the rock hit the ground. I think my spinal cord is dam- damaged. I am, in, I am six hours in a bumpy car ride uh, away from any help at all. And I think I have just killed myself on a mission trip trying to impress this girl. Somehow I survived. It, is, that, is that true story, babe? Did you think I was, did you think I was dead? Yeah, it was, it was bad. But you know what? And this is the point. Sorry. We all want to impress. We all want to impress other people. Guys want to, you know, guys, uh, and we've, we make a rule at our camp now because guys were walking around camp with their shirt off going this. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 we don't want to see that. Quit trying to impress. M- modesty is a guy issue and a girl issue. Okay? So it's not one or the other. Um, have, have you heard the phrase when you do something cool and we've all had something we've done where someone has come up to us and said man that was really cool and you're like oh shucks it was nothing and they say oh you're just being modest I don't know if you have you not heard this phrase before am I, am I too old am I just like saying old phrases all night long don't nod at me okay thank you Point three, it's not just a girl issue or a guy, or a guy issue. Point three, modesty focus is on others and not ourselves. How, how do we live mod, modest lives? We don't focus on ourselves, we focus on others. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 6, verses 18 through 20 says this. It says, flee from sexual immorality. We've hit this a few, a, a, a few times through these weeks. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? And it says this, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price, therefore honor God with your body. I want to remind you something. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are not your own. You're like, man, that's fair, man. That's not fair. They're trying to trample on my rights. Let me remind you, all sin falls short of the glory of God. What we've all earned is sin, and by the grace of God, we come to Jesus Christ, or to God through Jesus Christ. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a gift of God. So, so my life is not my own. It, 
anymore. When I was saved, when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, it has to quit being about me. It has to start being about others. So you might think to yourself, hey, wait, you mean to tell me other people's feel, 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 feelings or what they think can or should have an effect on my life? Absolutely. But pa Pastor Dan, that's not fair. You know what's not fair? It's not fair is that you've been in rebellion against God and you still can have for forgiveness for your sins. That's, that's more not fair. Uh, Paul talks to a group in the book of Romans. And this is what he says in Romans chapter 14. You can look on the screen, beginning verse 14 through 16. He says, I know I, and I'm persuaded in the Lord Je Jesus that nothing is unclean, unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. You see, there's a group of, of people there that are saying, hey, if you eat this food, you're not really walking right with God. And, and, and Paul is saying, hey, if you're dealing with someone like that and the food that you eat or what you partake in causes them to stumble or turns them away from the faith, quit eating the food. Go without it for their sake to, 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 to help reach them. He, he goes on to say, for if your brothers grieve by what you eat, you are no longer walk, walking in love by what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as e evil. But Pastor, it's not wrong for me to eat this. I understand. But if what you do keeps them away from God, there's times in our life that, that we're called to, to let go of something so that we can, we can honor God with our life. Verse 20 says this, do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is uh, indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make anyone stumble by what he eats. It is, it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Do we understand that? And in this room, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And each of us are responsible to not cause each other to stumble. And there's many ways that we can do it. But, you, but some will say, hey, but you're, you're treading upon my rights. It's not about our rights anymore. It's about honoring God. And it's about pointing a world that needs a Savior to a Savior. It's about that, that, that the world may see our good deeds and what we do that's right, and they will turn to God. That is, is the point of that, this. That's why modesty is so important. And a mature believer looks out for the well-being of others. And you're like, man, that's a sort of absolute statement. It's just a true statement. Someone who's maturing in their faith, they look out for, for others. I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice to love them, to reach them. I, I love the end of, of the, the, the chapter here. And it, um, it's a perfect example of humility and the gospel, the simple gospel gospel. In the beginning of verse 5, we read part of this, but going all the way to verse 11, just follow along with me. It says this, have this mind among yourselves. Uh, and this is back in Philippians 2, 5. Have, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we see, he's just pointing. You want to know what humility looks like? This is what it, this is what it looks like. 
you know, what did Jesus sacrifice when he went to the cross? Not for his sins, but for yours and mine. How much of his wants did he lay down so he could lift you up and give us a relationship with, with God? That's the example. And this is verse 9. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Two questions as we close, and this is sort of just what I want to ask you. Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Not what your parents have, have, have said or what they believe, but is it what you believe? Have you put your faith and trust in him, going, man, I understand I sin." My good works, I cannot, I cannot fix it on my own. I need help. God makes a way through Jesus Christ who lives a life without sin, who dies as a sacrifice for your sins and for mine, that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. That's, that's what happened. That's the gospel. That's the good news for those who believe in him, who have put their faith and trust in him. Have you done that? I hope you have. If you have not, I'd love to talk to you more. Or talk to your mom and dad about it. Or talk to your friends about it. But talk to someone about it. And are you following him in the area of love and purity? Are you? It's easy, um, I think, for teenagers to go, yeah, but you don't understand. Man, you're just getting old. You don't really understand how life works now, uh, or yeah, that really doesn't fit me, or man, this just, that just doesn't fit into my game. Can I tell you, if you keep running in a, an area of sexual immorality, it will hurt you. It will hurt your, mar- your marriage. It will be something you've got to work through a lot of times for the rest of your life. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and you can avoid it if we can just learn self-control, if we don't settle, find our self-worth in God. If we can look at these examples of what to follow, uh, what not to follow, and can we look out for each other? And can we be a youth group that is more concerned about how your walk with Christ is than what my rights are? Man, that'd be a beautiful youth group. That's a beautiful church if we can learn to be that way. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, Just a chance to talk about this stuff that's important to you. And God, this issue of modesty. God, we all want to look good. But Lord, help us learn how to quit worrying so much about ourselves and worry about, number one, you and giving you honor. And two, worry and fight for those around us. Look out for those around us. Love those around us. Uh, And God, we just ask for your help. Uh, I thank you for every student and every adult that's in this room. Uh, Lord, help us to praise you as we leave this place. Praise you, God. May we talk about you. Even as we, some that go to Chick-fil-A to hang out, may, may, may you still be on our lips and we talk about sort of what you mean to us. And, and Lord, may we be even a light there uh, for some, some people that don't know you uh, who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, use us. Lord, I ask you to please use us and help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.